We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is February 10th, 2022. It is the NBA trade deadline. Jonathan Osborne here, as always, joined by my co-host Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's going on, bro? I'm good, man. I'm 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 itching for uh you know, y'all got any more of them uh them them the Moj bombs? You know? I, that's all I need. I need I need a little bit more of those. So uh it's been crazy, man. It's it's already I mean I, I it was kinda out there that, that CJ, you know, could get dealt and then he does. Um I, I, I want more. I want more, though. But I have a feeling that CJ could be the biggest star that gets traded, which, you know, he's a pretty pretty big star. Yeah, I I don't know what I was more surprised by. The fact that Portland actually finally pulled the trigger um, and Terry Stotts is just sitting somewhere laughing like you guys thought it was me and it was not me. It was this crappy roster that you've put together. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, the, the Sacramento Kings deal. I I was really surprised that they included Tyrese Halliburton, that they kind of chose De'Aaron Fox and, and Davion Mitchell over Tyrese Halliburton, which out of the three, I'm, I I think I like Halliburton the most long-term. But I think the Pacers have a chance to be really fun. You know, Brogdon, um, you know, Halliburton now. Um, who else did they just trade for? Buddy Heald. You know, mm-hmm. it, it seems like the Pacers are going to hang on to Buddy Heald. So... Yeah, uh, it seems like the Trailblazers are like accumulating draft capital and trying to clear out cap space for this summer. And it sounds like you know Dame is sticking around with the idea in mind that they're just going to continue to to build around him. Which how old is yeah. Dame now? Dame is what thirty one, thirty two years old. I'm not sure. Let me pull this up. Thirty one years old. He's got to be. So, yeah, you know, six two guard. You know, he's probably got another. You know, three years or so at this level that he's currently playing at. So, why not? If you're Portland, you know he's one of the best I mean, Blazers of all time. Just you don't really have a choice if you're them, right? I mean, if you're Portland, you, uh, if you're gonna, but no, what I'm saying is that like if you're going to keep Dame, he is your only way of signing like a big fish. Free oh agent. yeah. So if they're clearing out all this cap anyway, you know that's that's fully their intention. Yeah, I mean Dame's gonna definitely. They, they've told, they've communicated to Dame. 
quite clearly. Um, because if it's not him, then like, you know, if they don't have him and they're just trying to sign big, big fish free agents, it's a lost cause because they're the, the, the Blazers don't have a recent history of signing some anybody big. The last like big free agency that I can think of when it comes to the Portland Trailblazers was LaMarcus Aldridge leaving. <laughs> so it's not exactly great history there. And I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about this later in the podcast, but if you're clearing cap space for this coming off season, you know, it, like with Dame, you don't have a lot of time to waste. And looking at the free agents this off season, it's like, who are you going to go after? Right. But uh, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk more about that um, a little bit later. I, I, I've got some things up my sleeve. So Luke, um, let's go ahead. We just got a couple of housekeeping things really quickly. So you're listening to this probably the morning of the trade deadline. Um, we'll be recording another show Thursday night. Uh, I think we're recording that around 7 o'clock. I think that might be live. Not 100% on all the details just yet. Uh, but we're joining Philip Rossman, Rank, and Locked On Magic and a few other Orlando Magic podcasts to do kind of like a – Orlando Magic Podcast Extravaganza Trade Deadline Special type of deal. Uh, Going to get a whole bunch of Magic Podcasts together and talk about what happened or what didn't happen at the trade deadline. So, again, we don't have all the details yet uh, for that. Um, keep uh, keep an eye on you know Locked On Magic and the Orlando Magic Daily Twitter account. Keep an eye on our you know accounts as soon as we get the details of that or, or that's posted. You know, we'll retweet that and, and share that and all that kind of stuff. So. If you're looking to hear from us, our post-trade deadline thoughts, um, you will be able to find us. So keep an, an eye out for that. And then um, we've got some voicemails that we're going to get to in just a little bit. But if you guys are interested on in, in being on the show, if you call 407-603-1189 and leave us a voicemail, um, you know, good chance that you'll be on the show. If you mention producer Kevin's name, there is a <laughs> near 100% chance that you will be featured on the show. So, um, so yeah. And last but not least, we want to shout out our patrons, um, our patrons who help financially support the show. If you are interested, you or a loved one are interested in financially supporting the six man show, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. We have a few different tiers there and each episode we shout out all of our patrons. So we have a brand new patron this week. Eric Segovia, so a little uh, little golf shout clap out. there. Shout out to Eric Segovia. Really appreciate your support. But shout out Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Giulio, Bailey, and Matt Lyman. We love you guys so much. Really, really appreciate the support. Very thankful for that. And for our Hall of Fame tier patrons, uh, we are going to be putting together a little call a uh, Friday night before the Magic game, uh, really just to hang out, talk about the game that's coming up, and just talk about what you guys thought about the trade deadline. So if you're one of our Hall of Fame tier patrons, be on the lookout for the details um, on our Patreon page. We'll probably post be posting that um, sometime tonight, the 9th. Uh, we're recording this just at about 9 o'clock or on Thursday, so look out for that. And if you're not a patron and you would like a, a chance to just kind of hang out with us on Zoom on Friday night, and you want to join the Hall of Fame tier, um, please do that. We would love to hang out with you guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, Luke, before we get into the trade deadline stuff, um, we smacked up on the Portland Trail Blazers uh, yep. uh, Tuesday night. So Tuesday, obviously the news came out that the Portland Trail Blazers were uh, trading away um, you know, CJ McCollum, a, you know, a bunch of other guys. So very limited uh, roster from the Trail Blazers. You know, they made a couple of trades um, about a week ago, you know, traded away uh, you know, Robert Covington, amongst some other guys. So going into this, I believe the Magic were favored by at least a few points. And you really had the expectation that the Magic should be able to win this game. Damian Lillard's still out. He is recovering from abdominal surgery. And then without C.J. McCollum, you know, shout out like Yusuf Nurkic and Anthony Simons. Those guys are, are great players. But going into this, Luke, it really felt like this was a game uh, that we should win. And really from the opening tip, uh, the Magic had the Trailblazers numbers. Uh, great offensive night out of the Magic. I mean, it was a, I would say it's a, it was a solid defensive effort. I don't think we were, you know, like defensive world beaters or anything like that. Portland was just, you know, throwing guys out there like, uh, like Trendon Wofford, um, CJ Ellaby, like guys that I had honestly never heard of before. So, uh, the Magic really should have won this game, Luke. The Magic end up shooting 48.9% from the floor, 50% from the three-point line, and, uh, yeah, assists 34 on 44 field goals by the Magic in this one. So moving the ball well, everybody kind of got you know their, uh, their own looks and their offensive you know game going. Jalen Suggs leaves this one. Um, you know, I think it was early in the second quarter he left with some – um, like Achilles soreness, right? Achilles soreness. He was kind of holding his leg and then left the game, and the Magic said that he wouldn't return. We don't have an update on Jalen yet. We're hoping that it's not too serious, but Jalen did leave pretty early in this one, Luke. Yeah, and just kind of looking at everything within the team stats here, Jonathan, the first thing that will st- probably uh, will show itself is the fact that the Magic, like you said, they, they go on to have an incredible three-point shooting performance. Um, a lot of guys shot the ball well, 50% from three, 19 of 38, while the Blazers shooting 29% on 38 attempts. Um, same amount of attempts. Uh, they just happened to hit 11. We had 19 of them. But the biggest thing is that the Magic went by 18 despite shooting eight free throws compared to Portland's 26. That is 
that it has a good chance of falling that way. You're probably going to shoot less free throws if you manage out shooting uh, the other team from three that much. You're clearly not putting too much focus on on driving the driving the ball, getting to the paint, or drawing contact. So it's pretty uh, pretty nice to be able to have a game where there just like wasn't a, a point in the first half at least where you thought this game's going downhill. It happened in the third quarter. Magic get outscored by 11. I think they were up four, Orlando up four going into that fourth quarter. So for them to have, I thought it was huge that they were able to hold Portland to 16 in that fourth quarter, man. Um, To hold them to 16, put up 30. You had a lot of, you know, you had some good individual performances. Um, Dell with 18. Cole kind of had his, you know, he had his good game uh, a couple games ago. Um, then had a little bit of a setback last game and then was able to kind of turn it around here. 23 on uh, 50% shooting from the field, 60% from three. Uh, there was a lot of Chuma. Chuma continues to, to play. Well, I, I honestly expected to drop off by now from Chuma, but he's getting the minutes played 29 minutes last night has 18 points, four of seven from three. Franz doing Franz things from, you know, just 13, 7, and 9. Essentially a near triple-double. Doesn't light it up by any means. Shoots 70% from, 75% from 3, but 5 of 14 from the field. So 13 points on 14 shots, not great, but was facilitating with 7 assists, um, 9 rebounds, and 2 turnovers. So pretty pretty good all-around game for, for him, despite the uh, efficiency from the field. Well, you mentioned, you know, the, the kind of... Um you know, the rough third quarter that the Magic had. So you're up 15 at the half. You know, you come into the third quarter, uh, you hit a three early on, you're up 18. And then over the course of that quarter, Portland outscores the Magic 32 to 21. And like you said, you go into the fourth quarter just up four. But then the Magic really take over early in the fourth and just everybody's hitting shots. Magic are 11 of 19 in the fourth quarter. 57.9%, 57.9%, 5 of 9 from 3, which is good for 55%. And you hold Portland to 17% field goal percentage in the fourth quarter. Uh, I tweeted early on in the game. Um, usually I don't do this, but I was like, the Magic are just too too much tonight. And I, I was half kidding, but the Magic were just shooting the crap out of the ball. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to tweet this, and if we lose, then maybe it's my fault. But I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going <laughs> to tweet it. And then we won the game, and you know I gave it a nice, healthy little retweet after the game. But this game, I mean, you went into it, and you're like, okay, the Magic should win this game. Favored by one, by the way. Yeah, whatever you think of like tanking and you know where the Magic want to be in terms of like draft position, whatever, you still want the Magic to go in and win games that they should win because that means that our young players are actually good, which is the whole point of tanking. So now the Magic actually don't have the worst record in the league anymore, Luke. Um, they are up uh, one loss, or, or uh, yeah, they're up, oh, excuse me, one win on the Detroit Pistons. So um, they are officially not the worst record in the entire league in the Eastern Conference right now, but still have you know the, the same odds for the number one pick when it's all said and done. But this, was, this game was a lot of fun. You know, it was good to see Cole, you know, kind of bounce back a little bit. I could have, you know, I want a little bit more of an, uh, an efficient game from Cole. You know, 23 points on 18 shots. Want to 50%. I mean, yeah. You just I, didn't get to the line. That's what we want. We want to see him get to the free throw line a, a bit more, um, you know, than he, than he did in this one. But that being said, like you mentioned, you know, efficient from the floor, 
but you just want to see him get to the free throw line a little bit more and get some free opportunities there. Yeah, and and you absolutely do, but the thing that I'll add is that he had last night and kind of tied in together with what he was doing well, you know, during his what he was hopefully it's I, I say it past tense like I like it's over and I hope it is. Pease did well, continue to do what he did during his drought to kind of keep producing and, and being involved with the team and contributing to those games in which he and what I mean by that is that he had nine assists last night. Um so he was the leading assist man for the Magic. So for him to have an efficient night from the field, um and nine assists and seven rebounds, I loved everything that I saw from him last night, aside from his five fouls. But but truly, I mean he he looked it was it was almost relieving to see him have the game that he had last night. Um, and I'm hoping that it just continues to, to follow over. I'm hoping that dunk contest gives him a lot of confidence and he just comes out of that break and he's he's even better than he was. Yeah, it, for Cole, it's just going to be about continuing that forward momentum. You know, he had yep. a great game last night. We want to see him have you know a great game on Friday night as well. So um, good to get the win against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, you know, the Magic uh, want to keep the momentum going as they head into the All Star break. We play where? Where are we? Friday night at Utah. At Utah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that one. You know, you're playing one of the the better teams in the Western Conference. Um, they actually made some trades today. They traded away Joe Ingles. Always sucks when a guy tears his ACL or gets hurt and then gets traded away. It's like, all right, you know, I kind of get it, but uh, it it sucks uh, sucks for for Joe Ingles. All right, Luke. Yeah. Let's talk about the trade deadline. So uh, next month, uh, later later next month, March, I think March twenty fifth, will be one year uh, from last year's trade deadline. You know, kind of with the truncated season due to COVID and all that. And uh, that day didn't really go the way that we had all expected that morning. You know, you wake up that morning and you're like, Aaron Gordon's probably gone. Evan Fournier's probably gone. You know, we hope Al Farouk is going to be gone. And that's really about it. And then the day started pretty early. I, I want to say it was, it was like, 9, like 9.30 like, my time. So like 10, 10.30 yeah, like your 10, time. I was going to say like 10.30, 11 o'clock. And the first, the first Woj bomb that we get is that Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu are being traded to the Chicago Bulls. And I was like, this is this has got to be a mistake. Dude, this has got to be a typo. I about drove off the road. I got the yeah. notification while I was driving. I was on my I, It's really crazy that this is like something that's going to be in my mind forever, like where I was at that time. Yep. Um, I was driving to a chiropractic appointment. It was uh, my time central. I believe it was like 930. My appointment was like 945 or something. And I am about to pull in to my appointment and that's when my phone dings and I promise you I almost just swerved and hit something. Just yeah. a wall. I saw it and I was like, wait, what? But uh that was that's definitely like one of those things that like I vividly remember <laughs> what I was doing. Um and I probably always will when it comes to anyone brings up uh Vucevic. I remember uh listening to the pod squad after the trade deadline and George Galanti uh, he said he was driving when he got the notification. And he pulled over, like because he <laughs> he just like couldn't believe it. And you know they had to get to work on you know press releases and and everything like that. But basically, you know, you and I have gone through and we've talked about you know the the deals and the outcomes and all of that stuff. And everyone always talks about you know how the Magic have won that trade. At least Magic fans talk about. It. I'm sure the Bulls fans are like you know it'd be nice to have Franz Wagner, but like 
you can't really complain about too much right now as a Bulls fan. Your team's doing pretty Bulls good. Bulls probably wouldn't have drafted Franz Wagner. They don't got it. They like definitely wouldn't have traded Franz Let's, Wagner. They would they would have gotten they definitely James wouldn't Book have drafted Knight. him. Yeah, they would have gotten oh James Book Knight or something. Let's <laughs> well, be they, honest. They already have Kobe White, so who who knows? But um, you look back at that deal specifically, Nikola Vucevic, Alfred Camino for Otto Porter Jr. for basically like what he played like four games here. Mm-hmm. Um, Franz Wagner, which at the time was their 2021 first round pick, and then the 2023 first round pick. Am I missing anything? It's just Otto Porter Jr. The two picks. Oh, and Wendell Carter Jr. Excuse me, Wendell. How could I forget about Wendell? So looking back on that, like I remember at the time, like these guys are out of their minds trading Nikola Vucevic, and they won the they won the trade. It, it I think it's a resounding yes. I find it very hard to argue. I think both teams kind of won the trade, if that makes sense. Like we, yeah, I mean, we all trade, achieved what we were trying to get out. Normalize of that. the fact that both teams can win a trade. There, someone doesn't have to get fleeced. Every time a lot of you trolls on Twitter are like L fleeced and it's like, no, that's not how that happens. And I'm sure if you like go to that trade, especially probably everybody was clowning the magic um, for, for doing that. But it, I can definitely it, say it if the crazy Bulls at the don't time. make, if the Bulls don't make that trade, they probably don't get DeMar DeRozan. Mm, Cause yeah. now he was coming to join two to all-stars. Join. Right. They're, well, they're not the about, same team. He that talked they are about wanting to play with Vucevic. Like that was something that, that DeMar had, had like alluded to. Um, let, let me let me let me look at something before before I say something. Well, they have here. the USC connection. You know, they, right. they play together yeah, yeah, at yeah, USC. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what I was gonna say. I didn't want to like misspeak. and all the Magic fans, and I'm one of them. Who a couple years ago, when it was like rumored the Magic were gonna trade for Demar when he was playing for the Spurs, I was like, Vooch and Demar Derozan, gross. Mm-hmm. And now they're the number one team in the East. Yeah. So, you know, other other people obviously know better than we do. Yep. They do, and I, I mean, it is what it is. Good for the Bulls. They they also won the trade. I think yeah. that it was a, a well-done deal for both. Now, the Evan Fournier deal, you know, the Magic have the $17.3 million trade exception, um, which is going to expire tomorrow if the Magic mm-hmm. don't use it. That kind of remains to be seen, you know, if we won that trade or not. It really depends on what we're able to do with that trade. If we're able to snag a bad contract from a team and get a first-round pick, that is a resounding win for the Magic tomorrow. I don't know if that's going to happen. I feel like it would be it's a huge asset to just let go to waste. I feel like you have to use it in some respect. 17.3 million dollars. That's a lot of money to absorb into, you know, your cap space. So, that deal, you know, Evan Fournier, um what was it for like Jeff Teague which we waived Teague and two second round picks. It was yeah, the uh, second round picks. 2023 second round draft breath. pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick. Yeah. We They're going to get dealt. Yeah. We know how, you know, Jeff and John, so far at least, have operated with these second round picks for the Magic. I'm not counting on those to actually become real picks. So we'll see what happens with the trade exception. And then the, the final trade was Aaron Gordon, who wanted to be traded to the Denver Nuggets for Gary Harris. RJ Hampton and their 2025 first round pick. Um, I I don't right now. I can't say that we won that trade because it's very possible that we end up with nothing for Gary Harris. We mm-hmm. got like four really really good months out of Gary Harris. Three actually three really good months out of Gary Harris. Well, maybe two and a half really good months out of Gary mm-hmm. Harris. The first month and a half of the season was pretty rough. 
And then, you know, RJ Hampton, the jury is still out on that. 2025, Denver is probably still going to be pretty good. You know, they'll have Jamal Murray. They'll have um, Nikola Jokic. So, yeah, I feel like the jury is still kind of out on that one. But I also will say I don't think anyone really misses Aaron Gordon. No, someone tweeted it the other day. And like, everyone was like, hell no. Y'all miss Aaron Gordon? Yeah. We're like, no, we got <laughs> no. Franz Wagner. No, I don't yeah. care. I don't so, care about that. Yeah. And, so. and and I'm someone who, who I don't know that RJ Hampton ever really pans out for, for the Magic. That's and um, I don't think, I don't I just don't know if he does. I, I'm not willing to go out on a lemon for sure and say that he'll pan out. Uh, I'm leaning towards he probably doesn't. Gary Harris is, you know, practically good as gone. Um, I'm sorry, bro. I know it kills I know you're, me. You're it kills about me. It. I was that was what I was excited about most in that trade. Regardless, um, you know it, it is what it is. But yeah, at the end of the day, you you don't always have to get something back to 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 enjoy the trade. It's who you got rid of, and I think that Oof. Aaron Gordon just kind of ran his course. And um, Aaron Gordon is on the wall behind me right there. We're getting a little uh, little low-key disrespectful. It's is, not really a it, wall, folks. It's a green screen. If you didn't know that, you see all the green fuzzies around me. But there was a time where Aaron Gordon's photo was right behind me. But, yeah, low-key disrespectful, high-key disrespectful. <laughs> but I think the jury is still out. But I think we're pretty much in agreement on that. Yeah. I'm cool Overall, I just wanted to bring light to how sad of a day that was. I was your boy was legitimately down bad for like was, three days i i was i was in mourning it was a lot it was a lot because it was like one of those things where you know how you know your team makes a trade and you can convince yourself that it was a good trade like by the end of the day you can try to convince yourself it's a good trade and a lot of times a lot of people do they're like nah and by the end of the day they love the trade the team made in the moment um it wasn't like that for for me i i feel like it was like you know it it, it I don't know, man. It was so weird. And it was like, this could be a guy that, you know, maybe, yes, you, you get, you deal like a, you deal Fournier and, and whoever at the time, T. Ross, whoever we were talking about, it's like, you probably keep Vooch and you can just kind of let him continue to grow and get, you know, some guys around them. And, but it, it just didn't make sense. It just didn't make sense to hold on to him. Like, no matter how you cut it, but it still hurt, which is how you knew that it was, it, it, there was an emotional. Uh, emotional attachment to it because you couldn't convince yourself that it was the right deal yeah and now you know it sounds like if that was the direction the team was going to go in his full rebuild that he did want to have the chance to be competitive somewhere and you can't fault him for that right but it was just like you know you and i we put together the tributes for evan for aaron didn't think Vooch was going to be one and like going through that whole process was like very cathartic for me to be able to put my feelings about Vooch to you know, like something tangible. And then the fact that he was able to see that and, you know, kind of uh, express his gratitude, that was really dope. And then like the po- like the, the first press conference with the Bulls, just like, damn, bro, like, and, damn, mm-hmm. this hurts. And enter Josh Robbins, who yeah. did a, a great job with that, um, with Vooch, and, and got, you know, his emotion from him. And we had Josh, I believe, on the show after that, right? Um, yes. And had him kind of talk about, you know, that. So I'm sure you guys could, you know, scroll back and find that one um, after Vooch was dealt. And he kind of popped into the press conference and got to talk to Vooch and um, evoke some emotion from Vooch about Orlando and all those things. So, um, yeah, man, that was that was crazy. That was a year ago. Yeah. All right, Luke, let's talk about what we think is going to happen tomorrow. 
So let's rewind like six months ago, like back to August, like season just gearing up. We're, you know, dealing with summer league. You and I have been talking and we're not the only ones. A lot of people have been talking since August about how the two players that were most likely to be dealt at this trade deadline were Terrence Ross, you know, just because, you know, still valuable shooter, uh, very, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Affordable player, mm-hmm. very affordable contract. You know, he's got $13 million uh, on his deal next year, and then he'll be a free agent. And then yeah. Gary Harris making $21 million this year, who was, you know, set to expire. And what we saw to Gary Harris after the trade deadline last year wasn't like, oh my gosh, we've got to keep this guy. The way that it's now turned into, you know, the last two months, him shooting the crap out of the basketball and everything like that. Luke, what do you think happens tomorrow? Uh, and then we'll I get into that, what we want to happen tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think what happens tomorrow is that T. Ross. I think T. Ross gets dealt, um, which will hurt, not necessarily for this season, but just like in general, right? Like that's that's gonna hurt a little bit. It'll be it'll be sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we got and some, then, some good T. Ross times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, nobody never came more on the podcast. Well, just told us multiple times he, he would, but yeah, no hard feelings. So if this happens, bitter. if it does happen, that ship has sailed for us, which is what eh, it is. Maybe not. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. not. Maybe, maybe we not. could, you know, hey, come on and reflect about Orlando, you know, on the show. Yeah. Hopefully that happens. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. When I started talking about T-Ross, I didn't expect it, but, like, what, my voice felt a little shaky. <laughs> You're quivering. That, I was, like, quivering <laughs> over here. I got a little emotional for a second. But, yeah. um, but no, uh, so, so T-Ross, I, I think he gets dealt. I think that that Gary Harris and what has kind of been the consensus is like if he doesn't get dealt, he probably gets bought out um, and goes to play for a contender. I think that that's probably what's going to happen. Um, that's just a is big. Terrence, I mean, Terrence is the last piece of the Hennigan era. I think so. Right. Right. I'm I'm almost positive that he's the last piece of. The, he would be the last the one, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, because after else. him, it's Ji who was drafted by uh, by Weltham. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like. Even though that was such a miserable period of Magic basketball, I still have like so, like the weirdest. It's the psycho part in us, I guess. Like a, yeah. a weird fondness for right. that era. It's very weird. I don't know. Very odd. Um, when we embraced the suck. Um, but uh, yeah. So I I think that 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 Harris goes on to get uh, bought out. If he doesn't, I think it's very great news for Magic fans. But I don't see it necessarily happening. Because that would obviously indicate that he has told the front office he is willing to come back um, on a on a deal in the summer. But I, I think that that's if he doesn't get you know bought out, not not if he doesn't get traded. So yeah, so I think that happens. T. Ross gets traded, Harris gets bought out, um, and I think that's what actually happens tomorrow. That's it. That's all you think that happens tomorrow. Terrence Ross is dealt. Mm-hmm. Gary Harris is still here. Mo Bamba's still here. Robin Lopez is still here. All these other guys are still here. Yeah. What What do you think? Do you think Terrence gets traded for a player? Does he get traded for a pick? Does he get traded for a player and a pick? I, I think if he gets traded for a player and a pick, we are going to look at it as the pick was more valuable to us than the player. <laughs> um, I, I could see that player then go on to get bought out. I, I, I think that... Um, I think you could get a first round pick 
from a good team, from a contender, from a from a team that really doesn't Which care about not their a first great round. first round pick, but you know somewhere in like the twenty five to thirty range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's no reason that you that you can't that you can't get a first round pick for T Ross uh, tomorrow. Right. Okay. So this is what I think happens tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Terrence gets dealt. I yeah. I feel like I feel like they're going to try to trade both guys. Gary is probably going to be the harder player to deal. Um, so yeah, I think just given the size of his contract, I'm probably right there with you is that he doesn't mm-hmm. get dealt and then ends up getting bought out. Um, just cause it, as good as he has been, I don't see a team going like, yeah, we're going to, you know, give up two guys or one or you know two or three guys probably won't be a one for one type of deal. Um, for, you know, a, a $20 million in cap space or whatever. Outside of that, I really don't know. I feel like there's a. Am real... I dumb for thinking that well, Robin yes. Lopez? I'll just stop can't... you there. You are dumb. That okay? All right. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about high key disrespectful. No, <laughs> I, key. I think that uh, I, is it stupid of me that that Robin Lopez? I don't think he gets dealt solely for the fact, not solely, but but in part because he loves Orlando, loves or not necessarily. Yeah, I guess Orlando because of Disney. Um, he loves Florida. And that they just kind of let him ride out his contract. I mean, what do you? Like, what I think do you, there's a good chance Robin Lopez is back next season. Whoa, another team. I friendly. think I think Robin Lopez might be the best veteran on the team because all yeah. the young guys love him. They, like they genuinely love Robin. You mm-hmm. can see it in all of their interactions. I really think he is a great veteran for this team. And what I was about to say. I'm not ruling out a Mobamba trade tomorrow. Like if the Magic have seen all they need to see, and that was like, in my what I want to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, bro. So yeah, I think there's a chance that that happens tomorrow. Now, what I'm going to say is, I don't foresee the Magic bringing back a lot of like long term money. I don't see. I think if we trade for a player, we're going to be trading like Terrence. For like a another expiring, or we might trade Gary for like two guys that are expiring, because you have to kind of look at the way the Magic have been operating since last March and everything that they've been trying to do and everything they've been talking about. Yes, they've talked about developing youth, right? They've obviously made draft capital a priority with the picks that they got from the, the you know the future picks they've got from the Bulls and you know from the Denver Nuggets. Um, obviously this year they're investing a lot of losing into getting a, a high draft pick. We all know that. Okay. But they're also looking to the future in terms of when one of these disgruntled stars becomes available or a, a star becomes available. And at some point the magic are going to take these assets and push their chips to the table. And I don't think it's for this off season because you just look at the names that are going to be uh, restrict or unrestricted free agents uh, this upcoming season. So you've got John Wall, James Harden, uh, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. All of those guys have at least a $34 million player option to opt into. I don't see any of those guys turning down that kind of money, especially John Wall, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, all making north of $40 million. Okay. Bradley Beal making $35 million this year. Is Bradley Beal going to get another contract of that size? I don't know. He has really regressed in terms of being an you know efficient offensive player. I would hate for the Magic to trade for that kind of contract right now. Outside no of that, you're looking at Gary Harris, 
Zach Levine, Goran Dragic. Uh, let's go down the list. Yusuf Nurkic. I'm just looking for like the really you know big names. But then you've got like DeAndre Ayton. He's going to be a restricted free agent. So basically, what I'm getting at, Luke, is there aren't like big high-profile free agents set up for this free agency class this summer. So if the Magic are looking to 2023, there are tons and tons and tons of names there that are going to be unrestricted free agents. LeBron James, James Harden, uh, Russell Westbrook, Chris Middleton, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Kristaps Porzingis, Andrew Wiggins, Nikola Jokic, um, D'Angelo Russell, um, Nikola Vucevic, Draymond Green, Fred Van Vliet. Like, it's a pretty, it, it's as stacked of a free agency class as we've had in at least a few years. So I think the Magic are going to hang on to the long-term flexibility that they have in terms of the cap with the thinking either in 2023, hopefully we get another high draft pick this year and then we're ready to be like, look, we can pitch this young team to a veteran star and be like, you're the missing piece. We get you within two to three years, this team is ready to compete for a title. Or... They say we've got all this cap space and we've got these picks. We wait for some star to get you know disgruntled, and we have cap space to take on bad contracts, and we have the draft capital to compensate to trade for one of these stars. So because of that, I don't see us making a trade tomorrow where we're taking on you know like mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty million dollars that has like two to three years left on the on their contract. I think the Magic are going to try to operate and keep their long-term flexibility as best as they can. I think anybody that gets traded for tomorrow by the Magic that is a player and not a pick, I honestly think that they they just get bought out. I think they're going to be somebody that's going to be a, a free agent this summer. Um, I've seen, like, Goran Drogic in a lot of, you know, trades just because Dude, that dude ain't even hanging out with the team he plays for. No. He's hanging out with and, the Miami Heat, and he plays technically for the Raptors. Yeah, so like you know, a guy like Drogic getting traded, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent this summer, I think that he just gets bought out, gets let loose, whatever you want to do. Um, and so I, I think that anything that really happens tomorrow, whoever the Magic get, I think it's a, a great chance that they just ended up getting bought out, and that's really all there is to it. The Magic are just out there for uh, for assets for picks. Yeah, and you have you know you can rent that cap space kind of like you did with Otto Porter, like you did with Gary Harris. That's mm. you know you got rid of some of those bigger contracts and you got draft capital back. So I could see the Magic doing that. Um, yeah, if they don't expire this year, they would you know expire next year. So like maybe like one year left on their deal after this year, mm. I could see you know the Magic doing that. Like you said, to either snag like a young player away from a team that you know the Magic might have their eye on. Um, you know, like for instance, like Franz Wagner. People didn't expect him to you know be the eighth pick, and the Magic were like, no, this kid is really good. And they yeah. reached, we all thought, in the draft. Maybe, I don't know, the Magic were able to snag some diamond in the rough that no one knows about and uh, and bring him over. But, yeah, I think we're we're pretty much in the, the same boat um, in that regard. So let's talk about what you want to happen tomorrow. You want Mo Bamba bags packed. See ya. On his way out. See ya. You know, you know what the final, the final straw for me, Jonathan, was? It happened last night. Okay. Um, I, I preface it every time I talk about plus minus. Okay. I say it is not an end all be all. However, it is a good indicator. Magic win this game by 18. You have Franz Wagner plus 11, Dell plus 13, Cole Anthony plus 14, uh, Chuma plus 20, 
T. Ross, Gary Harris, plus 14. You had Rolo and Ignis, plus 5. Not great. But you had Mo Bamba in 19 minutes. You look at his, his stat line last night, 13 and 9. Played 19 minutes. Um, in that 19 minutes, he was, uh, he was a minus 2. Team won by 18. When the Blazers saw Mo Bamba on the court, they were like, barbecue chicken. Right? The, looking at that, it, it, it irritated me because it was like, not only did Bamba have like a statistically good game, but it, it gave people who are, you know, Bamba truthers at this point, some ammunition to be like, see, he's fine. He only played, he, he played 19. He was a minus two. The team won by 18. Despite his good stat line and efficiency, it's not all there is to it. And, and, and Bamba just, it just seems like night after night, there's something that I can get mad about with Mo Bamba, like just a, a small part of the game, whatever it might be. Therefore, I, I just, I, I really would not mind if he got dealt tomorrow. Well, so like last night, 11 minutes in the first half, um, just, uh, just about eight minutes in the second half out of Mo Bamba, seven minutes, 54 seconds, did not play at all in the fourth quarter. So you know, we talk about Magic being up big early in the third quarter, almost give up the lead, and then he just doesn't see the floor in the fourth quarter. And it seems like something that is like kind of becoming a trend uh, you know, over the last few weeks with Mo is mm-hmm. that you know, he just doesn't seem to be, be playing a lot um, in some of the second halves of these games. I'm going to go ahead right now. I'm pulling up his game log. Last night, a big part of it was him getting into foul trouble. But it's yeah. just been like really weird. So uh, last night played 19 minutes, 12 seconds. Um, three games ago, 19 minutes, 46 seconds. The game before that, 15 minutes and 18 seconds. Uh, the game before that, 21 minutes. Where like the beginning of the year, it was like 33 minutes, 29 right. minutes, 31 minutes, 23 minutes, 29 minutes, 26 minutes, 30 minutes, 31, 34, 24. He has like we've seen a significant drop in his you know average minutes it's not every night it's just like every few nights you're like wow we haven't seen mo for like most of the second half and it'll be like this really weird thing i don't know what exactly is going on there um i still stand by and i know a lot of people agree with you we had this conversation a few weeks ago about mo bamba and steve clifford um i'm you know whatever steve clifford saw in practice i, I still think that Mo Bamba would have benefited more from playing more um, earlier in his career, uh, aside from the injuries, but just having a, a young coach that realized that he's going to have to learn on the floor and learn through his mistakes. Um, but that being said, Mo Bamba has been given plenty enough opportunity this year to show that he can be consistent. And with Mo, it's like a coin flip every single night of what you're going to get. Is it going to be good Mo Bamba or is it going to be like not even necessarily bad but like non-existent forgettable invisible Mo Bamba hang out by the three-point line the entire game yeah it's just it's really really strange like you know I I, I've talked plenty of times on this podcast about how just seems like when Mo Bamba gets into the pick and roll it's unguardable it's a lob at the rim or he's getting fouled and going to the free throw line I don't know any other way to defend that um just because he's so big uh, yeah, it, it's definitely become a concern. Um, I the only way I see him being back um, next season, and the Magic might just if they can't find a, a trade that suits them tomorrow, 
the Magic might just hold on to him for the rest of the season. And unless the Magic have had some conversations with Mo, if he's willing to come back on like $8 million or, or $10 million a year or something like that uh, to be the backup center, um, once Jonathan is back, Mo Bamba should be the backup center. No more of this Wendell, Mo Bamba starting lineups where Mo is just out there to chase blocks and shoot threes. And Wendell is going to do like all of the actual hard work and put forth all of the effort so that our uh, like front court is passable. So unless, you know, Mo and, um, you know, his agent and the magic have had discussions and they're like, yeah, we'll bring Mo back next year for, you know, a three year, $30 million deal where he'll be the backup, you know, five. Like I think Mo in this league could be a passable backup five. Like he's not going to wow you every night, but I think he can be like an average backup center in the league. I don't think he's ever going to be anything more than that, um, unless something crazy happens and he just finds a, a really high energy motor that he just never turns off. And I think that's my biggest issue with Mo. Is last night, especially in the first half, he looked great. He looked super motivated. So in the mm. first in the first half. 11 minutes, 6 of 6 from the floor. He was 1 of 1 for 3. Had 8 rebounds and a steal in the first half. And I tweeted, I said, Mo, don't do this to me, bro. Like, I've just come to terms of being like, okay, I might be okay if Mo gets dealt at the deadline and then you come out and you play like that in the first half. And that's all we need you to do every night. That's all we We're not asking for you to go out and drop 32 and hit 7 threes against the 76ers. We just want, like, 13 points, 8 rebounds, and a couple blocks. That's all that we want. That yeah, is perfectly I, okay. I got, I got Dell now. He does that for me, so it's fine. Well, <laughs> I do like Dell. Um, he he's shown flashes like last night with like that turnaround jumper was beautiful. Like he's shown flashes, but for me, like I'm still waiting for Wendell to get to the level that I think he's capable of, and especially Riv, you know, from the Pick Aside podcast. He, I think he's talked about this, that like Wendell just was not consistent enough in Chicago. A lot of that was due to injuries. But with Wendell, it's like I just need Wendell to be like 30% more assertive. Like, no, I am get, I am involving myself in the offense. Because mm. there's too many times we'll go into the half and Wendell's got like 14 points and he ends up with like 16 or 18 points on the night. Yeah. And you just, you just can't have that. I think... I think Wendell can be really good. Is he ever going to be like a top 10 center in the league? I, that is kind of the question that I have. But to be Mm-mm. a championship team, you don't necessarily need that. And, I don't need him to do. And his contract, like you just can't really argue with Wendell's contract at this time. It's incredible. It's incredible. Last uh, last 15 games, he's averaging 16 and 10, which is just a little bit above his average in rebounds. But I think he's averaging like 13.8 points a game. So and he's even averaging three assists in his last fifteen games. I he's just been uh, he's been great. Little uh, he, you know his his three point percentage is fine for a big man. It's like thirty two, thirty three is what it is. But um, but I, I I'm perfectly fine if he just gets like slightly better, and then that's that's what he gives us. I don't need a, a stud center by any means. Right. All right, Luke. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up with a couple of quick voicemails. I think producer Kevin has two voicemails for us. And we'll uh, we'll get into those. What's up, guys? It's uh, Armin here from Richmond, Virginia, aka your favorite patron. 
<laughs> not really a huge question here about the team necessarily, but I had a uh, suggestion actually. I think it would be a nice idea for you guys to talk about, you know, the trade deadline, of course, after it's already passed. So after the usual Thursday show, um, that's, Really all I had to say, and if this voicemail somehow makes it all the way to Thursday, let's hope that somehow, you know, for whatever we, or whoever, excuse me, we trade away, we end up getting a good haul. Um, I've kind of always thought somehow if we traded away Mo Bamba, Gary Harris, and Terrence Ross, we'd somehow, some way, get two first-round picks. I'm not going to sugarcoat that because I think that's a bit of a reach. Um, but, you know, kind of knowing how Jeff Weltman can be, we're going to trade all those guys away and only get two second-round picks. So, anyway, uh, that's all. Love the show, guys. Keep up the great work. Have a good one. Bye-bye. So, first of all, thank you, Armin, for the call. Really, really appreciate that. Um, So, you mentioned, you know, we talked a little bit earlier in the episode that we are going to be doing like a – Joining of the podcast with some of the round other Magic table. podcasts, like a roundtable type of deal with some of the other Magic podcasts. We'll be on the lookout for that. And you are one of our Hall of Fame tier patrons, so if you want to join us Friday night for that mm-hmm. Zoom, uh, you're able to do that. So we'd love to talk to you about that. Now, uh, back to you know you talking about getting two first-round picks if we trade Mo, Terrence, and Gary. I think that's absolutely the best-case scenario. But I don't, I don't see that happening. I think realistically, tomorrow, if all three of those guys um, are traded, obviously you're bringing someone back uh, in one of those deals. But if you can get like a first round in like two seconds from those three guys, I think that's like as good as you can ask for John and Jeff. But Luke, let's not underestimate John and Jeff because like we look, a lot of people look back now and like, oh, we fleeced the Bulls or we fleeced the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Denver. It, it, there's a, a big possibility tomorrow that John and Jeff fleece somebody. Yeah, they've always got a chance to. I feel confident they, in saying we will not get fleeced tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when when the first time that happens. If they if it ever happens, they're just stubborn. They're stubborn. They're smart. They know what they want. They don't settle. They don't uh, leak. We haven't heard anything legitimate. No. Hard to leak when you're steady grinding, you know what I mean? And nothing getting out of that lid. They're just they're they're hunkered down in their bunker, and they're just calling dudes, just looking to see what guy's gonna give up a little bit too much for certain guys. Hey, listen, if Mo Bamba gets dealt tomorrow, man, I think that you we might get more back for him than we thought was possible. I think there's a lot of there's maybe some a lot teams of fan around bases the league are dying for Mo Bamba. They and don't really the know thing. what they're asking for, but no. they are. They're like, we need Mo Bamba. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if that if that if something like that did happen, that we got maybe a little bit more than than we thought we we would get, just because you know who knows some front offices are like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, we can develop him. You know, he's got the he he's got the the length. Um, he can he he can block shots. He can hit the long ball. I it would not be be you know it would not surprise me if we see something like that, um, but yeah I, I kind of echo your your sentiments what you're saying about his question earlier. My absolute nightmare is Mo Bamba goes somewhere becomes an all star because <laughs> because 
because uh, Kevin O'Connor will never let uh, anyone hear the end of it, and it will just suck for like one more guy to leave mm-hmm. the Magic and just become a great player. But I think yeah. uh, we've got one more voicemail coming from producer Kevin. Hi, Donovan. Hi, Luke. Hi, producer Kevin. There it is. You're wondering, what do you guys think about Wendell? Like, do you guys think he's part of the young core? Because usually when we talk about the young core, we talk about Cole, Jalen, and Franz. So I was just wondering what you guys think about that. Also, why does everybody call us the only magic? I've heard a few people call us that, and I'm always like, what does that even mean? Joanne Elise, thank you, uh, first of all, for listening to the show. Really, really appreciate your support, and thank you for the call. Um, the last part, Luke, I couldn't really make out what she had. I think she said the only magic, and I haven't I haven't heard us being called that unless they're, like, referring to, like, the only she, friends. I don't, I don't think I, that I, – I don't know that – I don't know what she said, but I don't think it was it. So if you are listening to this episode, please reach out to us on, on Instagram or Twitter and just clarify because it's actually killing me that I I have no yeah. idea. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know. I, I will kind of go first here, Jonathan, yeah. on, on the whole Dell thing and with the young, young core. Absolutely. Dell is part of the young core. He's he's 22. He just got his extension, the same one Mo Bamba was eligible for. They're on like the same timeline. Um, Dell just happened to get an extension. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that he absolutely is. I mean, you consider really anything under 25, probably right. Like 25 and under is part of like the, yeah. the young core. J.I. is 24. He's part of the young core. Um, Markel, how old is Markel? 23. Markel, like 23, probably. Yeah. He's 23. Um, be 24 in May. So yeah, any, anybody like 25 or younger, I would say right now, especially as part of the young core of this magic team. Um, I just, you know, we'll, we'll see how long that young core is the young core, right? Like we'll see when it comes time for like, you know, extensions for the younger guys, you know, guys younger than, than Dell and JI and all in Mo Bamba kind of who the magic ride, you know, ride with. But right now I think that Dell kind of locked himself into the, the, one of the certain pieces of this young core with that extension that he signed in the, with the front office. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I definitely think Wendell is, is part of the core. Um, you know, I, again, I, I think I, it, I just can't help but feel like Wendell has another level that he can get to. Um, I just, I'm not sure if he's going to get there. Um, I feel like Wendell could easily become like an 18 and 10 guy. I, I think he could get to that level. Um, I just don't know that he is Luke. Uh, before we go ahead uh, and close out the show here, Luke, this thought just came into my mind about um, if the Magic do end up moving on from Obamba, either this trade deadline or the off season. I just can't help but go back to that 2018 draft where the Magic mm-hmm. took Mo Bamba sixth and Wendell Carter went seventh, mm-hmm. and you sign Wendell Carter Jr. to the extension and not Mo Bamba. It's like an admission of guilt. Like you're admitting that you were wrong in that draft. And Luke, when you start going down the list, it gets incredibly painful. After Wendell Carter, you have Colin Sexton uh, at eight. Uh, Mikhail Bridges goes 10th. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander goes 11. Miles Bridges at 12. Michael Porter Jr. at 14. Uh, Lonnie Walker at 18th. Dante DiVincenzo at 17. Uh, Kevin Herter, 19th. 
Um, you know, Grayson Allen even at 21, Robert Williams at 27. Uh, you have Mitchell Robinson. Uh, what is that? Like the 36th or 37th pick Gary Trent jr. In the second round, like we, it, this was a draft where honestly, it was really hard to pick a bad NBA player. And if the magic trade Mo Bamba and basically kind of give up on the project, like that sucks that we basically wasted that draft. But, but it was rectified through the bulls trade. And getting down. I don't say that's so, rectified because you had to give up Vooch to make that happen. But 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 we've already said it. Like, I don't Vooch think it's wasn't rectified. Gonna be, it's wasn't going to be the guy to bring us to the promised land by know, any means. But so it's, it's not rectified. That will always be a miss. Unfortunately, I mean, sure. it's, right but, now it's, but it's in like true, the only but in true Wilhelm the... fashion, they still were able to get a guy from that draft literally right after him. Yeah, and but... and say this is what we got him. We got him. Yeah, but if we, we, we had a like. Robert Williams right now instead of Mo Bamba or Shea okay. Gilgis Alexander instead of Mo Bamba. But Robert Williams, he was so far back there that like there I was know, no chance. It just there was no chance. If, it's a terrible Mo, game that you're playing. If Mo is moved on from tomorrow, there's going to be an element of sadness from me, and it's I'm always going to be like like damn we missed on that pick. And right now to me it's like the only real blemish that they have. Aminu was almost a blemish, but they were able to you know flip him and mm-hmm. you know part of that Vooch deal. So. And over till it's over, baby. Over till it's over. All right, Luke. Well, uh, you know, drink your water before you go to sleep tonight. Eat your Wheaties tomorrow morning. Um, Big day. I'm just hoping for a less eventful uh, trade deadline than what we had last year. If we have for the magic, for the magic. If we have like a monumental trade again, I don't know that I'm going to be able to handle that. I don't see it. I hope not. Yeah. So, all right, folks. That's going to do it for us. Uh, Godspeed to everyone today on on the trade deadline. But for Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.